Exactly 98, replied the boy, and pulling out his college entrance test scores, he showed the counselor. No, said the older man, this 98 means 98th percentile, not an IQ of 98. You are in the 98th percentile. Oh, said the boy. After that, the student again returned to his straight A level of performance and stayed there throughout his college years. What was the difference between his first year in college and all his other years of school? The only difference was the thought that he was of mediocre intelligence. His performance matched his thought. In the other years, he believed in his superior intelligence and performed that way. An example of the power of ideas, words, and suggestions that one makes to oneself. We are a product of what we tell ourselves we are. Why do equally intelligent people perform at widely different levels? Why do people with identical diseases and similar physical stature heal at different rates? Why do certain people have an uncanny ability to play their hunches and succeed? Modern science is confirming what classical and ancient healers have reported for thousands of years and revealed in countless forms. Beliefs that we hold in our mind, consciously and subconsciously, affect our physical being and our mental performance. Our beliefs about ourselves have been forming since infancy and are reinforced daily through self-talk. Self-talk is simply a form of self-hypnotism, and it is something we do every day. We can learn to use the power of this self-talk consciously, and we can begin to reprogram our self-image, to literally remake our life. We can become the creator of our destiny, and this power can benefit every aspect of our life, from healing to work performance, to meaningful personal relationships. Modern medical science, for example, has proven consistently that attitude affects healing. The most obvious example is the placebo, a pill or treatment without any physical healing properties, but which nevertheless produces positive healing results. In a startling experiment, conducted by Dr. Thomas C. Chalmers of the Mount Sinai Medical Center in New York, a group of volunteers who were given the placebo but who thought they were taken ascorbic acid had fewer colds than those taken ascorbic acid who thought they were taken the placebo. The mind proved to be more powerful than the chemical. Dr. Chalmers' experiment is only one of the many that has shown conclusively that a patient's beliefs are a powerful healing agent. The placebo effect is simply another form of hypnotism, and we have been hypnotizing ourselves in a similar manner for our entire lives. As infants, we received certain messages from our parents. Is the world a safe place? Do I get what I need? Do I get what I want? Am I intelligent? Our parents were our first hypnotists. They taught us a set of beliefs 
about who we are, what we could do, what limitations we had. When we went to school, our teachers and peers continued to give us messages based on behavior created by earlier messages. I knew a young man who thought he was tone deaf because as a boy, he overheard his parents tell his sister that the teacher said he couldn't sing on key. Throughout school, whenever it came time to sing, he became terrified and could only squeak miserably through his constricted throat. At age 22, a friend taught him to play the guitar. He practiced and became proficient, and, when alone, he began to sing along with his playing. He suddenly realized that he could sing. He never became a great musician, but he sang and played